0: The, um, just so in your handouts you have this packet at your table the first one that you probably will use is this one that's behind the colored handouts so go ahead and pull that one to the top it says D1 the heart gospel implications for my heart and it's just a simple outline alright so I want to start with a you are here um, you guys ever trying to figure out where you are you're at the mall and you're just looking for that little little Stand that has a gold star that says, oh, oh, okay, now I know where I am, everything's okay. And I kind of had that sense, even, even with this being my sixth year, you a sixth year wellspring, listening online, like, man, we just covered a lot of ground that first week. And so maybe we need a you are here moment. Um, so thankfully, you guys got to hear from Scott. He went through how Grace Bible Church tries to take what's in the Word and encapsulate that in our vision and purpose to understand. What it means to be a church and how we're to live as worshipers. Um, And then he talked about how does wellspring fit into that. And primarily, it's um, part of uh, building up and encouraging and equipping us to live as sent ones um, wherever the Lord puts us in our homes and workplace and school, wherever He puts us in our church. Um, And so now today, we're going to focus in even more. We have Word, we have Grace Bible Church, and our Vision and Purpose, we have Wellspring, and then we have our Wellspring Purpose and Disciplines. And today we're going to focus in on actually just a pretty small piece of a phrase that we find in our Wellspring Purpose and in Discipline 1. So we're going to start, go ahead and turn your binder over, Uh, that's where our Wellspring Purpose and Disciplines are, just about every week we'll start here, because we really want to keep in front of us why we're here. So the Wellspring purpose is to equip and encourage the Women of Grace Bible Church to shepherd their hearts toward Jesus Christ with the Word of God so that they live out gospel-transformed lives that strengthen the church in its gospel purpose. And that's the summary of what we're after with our Wellspring disciplines. And then discipline one says... She prayerfully shepherds her heart toward God through the Word of God, and in particular, the Gospel. And there's a phrase that's repeated in both the purpose and the discipline. And discipline one, do you you see it? It's not worded exactly the same, but they both talk about shepherding your heart. And that's where we're really going to focus in today. So, um, under this introduction on this outline, um, you see that question, what does it mean to shepherd your heart? You know, shepherding our heart is a really helpful phrase. It's a descriptive phrase if we understand what it means. Um, it's not helpful if we don't understand what it means. It's not helpful if it just kind of becomes jargon. It's a buzzword. We kind of have some sort of fuzzy understanding of what it kind of means. And so this week... We're going to start with, what does it mean to shepherd our heart? And then as we examine what God has done for us in the gospel, we'll look at how we shepherd our heart, and we'll conclude with why we must shepherd our heart. And that's the biggest takeaway from today's lesson. So what does it mean to shepherd our heart? How do we shepherd our heart? And why must we shepherd our heart? That's what we really want to understand. So first of all, what do we mean by Heart. Now, Scott talked about this last time. This is review. By heart, we mean the inner man, who we are at a heart level. It's who we are inwardly before God. It's how God sees us, it's where God examines us. It's the real you, the real me. It's not just a part of you, the way the world thinks of the heart. It's not only about our emotions, uh, but it's the whole inner nature of man. And the reason why we talk so much about the heart in Wellspring is because everything that comes out of us comes from the heart. Jesus said, Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. We're kind of like sponges. Whatever comes out of us when we're squeezed, you know, life happens, that's what was in our heart all along. Now, in your homework, you looked at some verses where Jesus explained that everything flows from the heart. And how we live reveals our heart. Our thoughts, our desires, our opinions, our attitudes, our emotions, our words, our actions, our reactions, all of them flow from our heart. And so since the heart is who we are in the inner man, and since everything comes from the heart, we need to understand how to care for our heart. And so that's why we have this phrase that you hear so often around Grace Bible Church that we need to shepherd our heart. So what do we mean by shepherd? What does that word capture for us that we use it so often? Well, in Scripture, we find some really helpful descriptions of shepherds that can help us understand what we mean when we talk about shepherding our heart. Good shepherds in Scripture guard and tend flock and they do it voluntarily they do it with eagerness good shepherds lead and they feed their flock they're faithful in the care that they give they're watchful, they're vigilant good shepherds dispel fear from the flock and good shepherds of people train their flock to walk in God's word and observe it and that's a wonderful a description of what we're aiming at when we talk about shepherding our heart. You have this summary on your worksheet to faithfully and eagerly guard, lead, feed, and comfort our hearts by drawing near to God in His Word, to cultivate love for God and obedience to His Word in our hearts, and to dispel fear from our hearts by drawing near to God. Now, I also want to look at the flip side of it. Let's let's look at how Scripture describes bad shepherds. It says they have no understanding. It says they are stupid. They have not sought the Lord. They have not prospered. They destroy the sheep. They don't attend to the sheep. They lead the sheep astray. And think about this one. Bad shepherds make the sheep forget their resting place. Bad shepherds are foolish. They sleep when they should keep watch. They don't care for the perishing. They don't seek the scattered. They don't heal the broken. They don't sustain the one standing. Bad shepherds abandon the sheep. And then there's also descriptions in Scripture of people who have no shepherd, and they're described as afflicted, (coughs) distressed, and discouraged. You know, it does a sheep and it does a heart no good to have a bad shepherd or to be unshepherded. There's no protection from affliction or distress or discouragement. There's no sustenance. There's no healing for brokenness. And that's a very dangerous place for a sheep. And that's a very dangerous place for our heart. But here's some good news. Jesus is our chief shepherd. He said in John 10, 11, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. And so our job in shepherding our heart is to bring our heart to the good shepherd, to Jesus, so that we might receive the shepherding care that he has for us. And we do that first by meeting with the Lord daily in his word and in prayer And then that shepherding needs to continue as we remind our hearts throughout the day of what's true from God's word, and as we pray so that we're strengthened to love and obey the Lord. And it's something that we need to cultivate as a discipline. One tool for that in Wellspring is a Bible reading plan. Now, Scott and Lori went over this last time. There are a variety of options. Um, if you have any questions about that, please talk to me, talk to Lori, talk to your discussion leader. Um, I do want to just talk really briefly because this came up um, later with the men. I think after you guys split, about the difference between listening to God's word and reading God's word. You know, if you listen to God's word, that is marvelous, and don't quit. That that's a really good thing. Um, but it's not what we're talking about when we're talking about the wellspring reading. You know, reading God's word for ourselves with our own eyes, it allows us to stop, to think about what we're reading, maybe take some notes. We can think about well, what came before, what's the context here? We can stop and look at who a pronoun is referring to, or when we see a, a word like therefore, we can stop and say, Now, wait, where why is he drawing that conclusion? Um, and so be sure that you set aside some time each day to actually read the Bible for yourself. That's that's the design of the Wellspring reading. If you don't have a reading plan going already, um, then be sure to pick one up out of your notebook and get started by October 1st. But we want to remember that the point is not to check a box in our reading plan. For a little while I was doing an online plan, and I seriously had to go back to a print Bible. For those of you who do well with an online plan, that is great. You just stick with it. But man... It is just silly how much fun I got out of... Like, really? It just really distracted me from what I'm trying to do and meeting with the Lord in his word. So that didn't work for me. But um, the focus is on shepherding our hearts. It's on bringing our hearts before God's word in a way that will cultivate a nearness to God and grow our affections for him so that we're equipped to keep on shepherding our heart throughout the day and bringing our thoughts our words, our emotions, all of who we are into alignment with God's word. Okay, so that's what we mean by shepherd your heart. Um, Are there any questions about that? Is anybody confused and saying, okay, you're not done. You have to explain this to me. Okay. Well, if you do have questions, you've got a discussion leader. You're going to get to meet her today. You can ask her more, ask me more. Okay, now we are going to open up this blue brochure that was on the table for you when you got here. It. it says God's Transformation of Man. Now, this is a way for us to look at the gospel. That's essentially what you have in this chart. We are going to look at God's salvation work in the gospel. Now, the gospel is not something we need to understand merely for salvation. Understanding the gospel affects how we live as believers, how we shepherd our hearts. Now, when you registered for Wellspring, you saw that Wellspring is for women who are believers and for whom Grace Bible Church is your church home. But in any group, even in a church group, there's always a chance that some have not truly understood the gospel or come to saving faith. I was in church for years before I was saved. And so as we're going through the lesson, if you start to see that maybe you really haven't understood what Christ did on the cross or what it means to follow him, this lesson should be really helpful. And I want you to let me know or let one of your discussion leaders know if it raises those kinds of questions for you because we want to help everyone understand what it means to follow Christ. And we want to help everyone grow and bear fruit in their walk with him as well to better understand how to shepherd our hearts. And we're going to use this chart to help us look closely at what God has done for us in the gospel. And as we do that, we're going to talk about how we can use that to help us shepherd our hearts. So go ahead and lay the—well, you may not have space. What I just want you to see is that these other worksheets you got— you can look at those for a minute, they match what's in the chart. And so why have you gotten it twice, you might be asking. The brochure is in a form that folds up, it's easy for you to keep it tucked in your Bible or in your journal. Uh, It's in this form so that we can use it all the time. I really want it to be a useful tool in shepherding your heart, maybe in meeting people and and helping them shepherd their hearts. Uh, It's a tool for preaching the gospel to ourselves. It's the kind of tool we should wear out. Uh, These worksheets just give more space for taking notes. Um, some of us don't remember anything unless we write it down and so if you're one of those people who has to write down everything you hear in order to remember it then you might want to fold up the brochure and just work from the the worksheets that's just up to you the brochure is on paper this year where you actually can write on the inside of it I think last year it was more glossy so it looks like this year you probably can write Um, but some people don't like to mess up their pretty brochure by writing in it you know so we're all just a little different we got something for everyone here um, the other thing with these, whether you take notes on them today or not, it's something for you to put in your notebook so that even though this is going to be living wherever you live, so you can pull it out and use it, um, this can be in your notebook. So as you go back and review, you've got something there to remind you of what we covered this week. So that's, that's what those resources are. You can decide which one you want to use to follow along today. All right. Okay you've got your chart or you've got your worksheets and clearly there is a lot of information here I mean, this is pretty small font right um and so i just want to assure you we are not going to cover everything that you see here but what i really want to do is to help you understand um what's here in general terms and how it can help us shepherd our hearts But like I said, it's a tool. You get to dig into the details yourself. This is the kind of thing you're going to be using your time alone with the Lord. Um, when you just need to go get away, I'm just my heart's just struggling. Lord, help me. How can I use the gospel that's yet for my heart? You know, grab your Bible, and what this, how this points you to the Bible may be really, really useful. Okay, so first of all, let's start by looking at the figures across the top of the chart. You see those people? Um, Each of the little people, you guys have that in front of you, that describes a condition of man, or we could say a state of man. The the title on the front says, the states and events in a believer's life. So the people represent conditions or states. We're using those words interchangeably. Um, And so there's the gray... and then there's the gray and yellow people, and then finally, there's the yellow people over on the right, and underneath each person, there's a blue box that describes that condition, all right? Right now, I'm just trying to help make the chart make sense, all right? So you have people, and they're described in the boxes underneath. Um, And then notice also those little figures, there's an outer man, there's like a shell, and there's also that inner man. That inner man, again, is who we are at a heart level. It's just what we talked about last week, what we again today. Um, and then that outer shell represents our members. It's our hands, our eyes, it's our mouths. It's all the ways that we express what's in our hearts. Um, and then between the figures, you see some brown triangles. Or You might call them gray. You have the freedom to do that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sorry. There's been ongoing discussion about what color that really is. Okay. But all of the triangles represent events. Those are not conditions, they're events. They're things that happen at a point in time. And they're one way. Um, once each event has happened, you can't ever go back. So this chart only goes from left to right. Um, and the description of those events are down at the bottom. You can follow the triangles down the little path. And that, t- that leads to the description of the event at the bottom, and that's just because of space. There's just not room in the whole path to put all of this information. Um, and so it, it's there because of space, but the sequence is shown across the top. Good? Alright. Um, Alright, so on the left, the first figure is the unregenerate man. That's who we were apart from Christ. That's um, who anyone is apart from Christ. And then the rest of the chart here shows what's true for a believer. Um, That unregenerate person becomes a regenerate person, that means a follower of Jesus, through this event of regeneration. That's conversion, when a person becomes a Christian through the gospel, because there's only one thing that people over on the left need, right? It's the gospel. They need to be born again. Um, And then moving to the right, we have gray and yellow figures, and that represents the condition of the regenerate man. That's just the believer. That's where we are right now in the Christian life. Um, And here, the inner man, the heart, the inside of that little figure is fundamentally different than what we saw all the way on the left. The regenerate man is in the process of changing. So the color is changing.